Hello and welcome to another episode of One Geek's Opinion. I'm your host, Geek Will, and seeing as how I talked about Mega Man X4, I think today I'll talk about the next one in the list, Mega Man X5. The game was released in Japan 2000 and North America in 2001, and it would be re-released on the PlayStation Network in 2014. The game continues on the struggle of the Maverick War, with X and Zero still fighting. The game carries over many gameplay features of the past X games, such as wall jumping, dashing, Zero being a fully playable character, and superior to X in every single way, seeing as how he fights using a laser sword that is called a light- I mean, a Z-saber, and can double jump and has a long ponytail and, uh... Sorry for the fanboy outburst, I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be professional from here on out. I, I, <clears throat> Let me talk about the behind-the-scenes drama that went on with this game. Series creator Keiji Inafune originally meant for this to be the last Mega Man X title, where upon his completion, he would begin work on the next Mega Man title line, Mega Man Zero. However, after this game was completed, Capcom went straight into work on Mega Man X6 without delay and without Inafune's help. Now because of this, Inafune had to change several things in Mega Man Zero 01, such as who the final boss is. And when was X6 released, you may ask? Why, less than a year later! Yep, that game had less than a year of development, and it shows. I've watched videos and let's plays of that game, and I can tell you, a little more time and some elbow grease, and it would have been a good game to play. But more on that later, if it ever comes to PSN. Let me go on about some of the game mechanics. As usual, you can play as X and Zero, but instead of choosing one at the beginning and playing through the whole game as one character or the other, you can actually switch between both X and Zero in a character select screen that appears after you choose a stage to play in. This way, there's a more focused storyline instead of two versions of a story between the two characters. This X title probably has the biggest story in the whole X line. X and Zero have unique dialogue between the Mavericks and with the final boss. Now for the game mechanics that are new to this game. Ducking. That's right. X and Zero finally got the software update that allows them to bend their knees. Thanks to this, X and Zero are able to dodge some attacks by ducking when jumping normally isn't an option. So, because of this, not only are there attacks that have space below them that allows for ducking, but some stages, such as the intro stage, have some sunken or raised areas that help maximize ducking. X and Zero are still able to attack while ducking, Zero using a sideways swipe to attack. Grapples some stages will have these lines hanging in the air. If X or Zero jump when standing underneath one and the player presses up on the D-pad, Zero and X will grab onto the line and be able to move across it. The lines can be vertical or horizontal. The Part System When defeating a Maverick, the player is presented with the option of Life and Weapon Plus or Energy and Weapon Plus. This is twofold, as Life will increase the character's health and Energy will increase the weapon energy. The plus factor is that you can create certain parts that augment X and Zero's abilities. You cannot get all parts the Mavericks give in a playthrough, at most only 8 parts are available. Now because of a certain mechanic in the game, the Mavericks will only draw the parts when they reach a certain level. Their levels increase when fought later in the game. The parts that the Mavericks offer are... Grizzly Slash Life Plus Shock Buffer Reduces Damage Energy Plus Hyper Dash Faster Dash. Duff McWhalen. Life Plus Super Recover. Increases the amount of energy picked up when collecting life or weapon energy capsules. 
Energy Plus, Weapon Energy Saver, nearly doubles the number of times weapons can be used. Squid Adler, Life Plus, Quick Charge, Part for X only, charge time for the buster is faster. Energy Plus, Z Saber Extend, Part for Zero only. When swung, the saber emits an orange arc that helps extend the saber's reach. Izzy Glow, Life Plus, Burst Shot, Part for X only. X can have 5 buster shots on screen at once. Normally, it's only 3. Energy Plus. Shot Eraser. Part for 0 only. The Z Saber can negate some energy projectiles. Kinda like Tenkuha from X4. Dark Dizzy. Life Plus. Antivirus Guard. Adds more protection from viruses. It's useless for 0. Energy Plus. Virus Buster. Destroys viruses by shooting or slashing them. Again. Useless for zero. The skiv- the sky- the sky- the skyver? The skiver? I don't know. Life plus. Jumper. Jump higher. Energy plus. Speedster. Characters walk faster. Matrix. Life plus. Speed shot. X part only. Buster shots are blue and move faster. Energy plus. Buster plus. Increase in power for buster slash saber. Axel the Red. Life Plus, Ultimate Buster, an X part only. Normal Buster Shots become Charge Shots. This part also affects special weapons in the same way. Energy Plus, Z Saber Plus, a zero part only. This part turns the Z Saber pink and does more damage. I'll talk about the Mavericks in a second. I guess you have questions concerning why their names are like that, but moving on! There are two new characters who make their debut in this game and appear in later games as well. The first is Cygnus, who replaces Sigma as leader and commanding officer of the Maverick Hunters. Honestly, he doesn't have any significance to the main story beyond, What's the status? Do the thing! That's pretty much him. The second character is Aelia, the new navigator for X and Zero. The first thing you'll notice about Aelia is that she'll force you to stop doing whatever it is you're doing on the stage to tell you about something you were going to do anyway. Whenever she stops you, it's jarring and really disrupts the flow you get whenever you start the stage. There's nothing really special about her in this game. Because these two have slightly bigger roles in later games, the others, in my opinion, aren't worth mentioning. Those characters are more one-note than these two. The Armor Now, okay, you may be saying that armor in an X game? Nothing special there. Well then, how about this? In the last four games, X has to go across certain stages to collect parts for one armor set, and when assembled, he has that armor on permanently. In X5, X gets two unique armor sets, four parts per set, which means that each stage has a doctor-like capsule in it. Not only that, but unlike the last four games, X cannot equip individual parts of an armor set unless he has the full set equipped. Meaning that if X gets the foot parts, he cannot use the foot parts until he gets the torso, head, and arm parts for that particular set. Another thing is that Zero can pick up these items as well. However, he cannot use the armors from the Dr. Light capsules. He can only pick up the data and deliver it to Elia after he clears the stage. This helps immensely, because it means you don't need X to complete a stage, and it cuts back on backtracking when all is said and done. Also, when an armor set is fully completed, you can equip that armor part during the character selection screen, which means that you can have a total of four versions of X to play as, three of them with armor and one of them just as normal X. The two armors that X gets are 
The Falcon Armor. When fully acquired and equipped, X can fly for a while when using a double jump move. When flying, X can move up, down, left and right in the air, and is invulnerable when flying. Not to mention that he can attack enemies by touching them while flying, instantly destroying weaker enemies in one go. However, his charged buster shot is a weaker version of the usual charged buster shot, being a small arrow shot instead of a big ball of energy. The parts for the Falcon armor are the head parts. Increases maximum shot capacity for special weapons by 50%. Found in Squid Adler's stage. The body parts. Halves damage taken and reduces recoil. Found in Duff McWayland's stage. The arm parts. Changes the charge buster shot to the spear charge shot. Penetrates surfaces, terrain, and shields. Disables charging special weapons. Found in Izzy Glow's stage. The foot parts. Allows X to fly for a while granting invulnerability and allowing him to damage enemies while flying. Found in Grizzly Slash's stage. Next up is the Gaia Armor. X pretty much wears a tank as armor. Not joking, his buster shots are more powerful, though his charge shot is close range, though powerful still. His main feature is that X can walk over spikes without getting hurt or instantly dying. So it's very useful for going across terrain and getting upgrades or bonuses. Another feature is that heavy boxes can be moved when dashing. However, special weapons are disabled when wearing this armor. Its parts are... The head parts. They don't have a known feature. Found in Dark Dizzy's stage. The body parts. Halves damage taken and converts damage accumulated into weapon energy for the Giga attack. Found in the Skiver stage. Arm parts. X Buster will have two levels of charge and allow X to destroy certain blocks. Found in Matrex's stage. Foot parts. Allows X to stand on spikes with no problem, and when dashing allows X to move certain blocks. Found in Axel the Red stage. Another armor that X can get is the Ultimate Armor, which functions in the same way as it did in X4. To get this armor, X has to reach a certain point in the penultimate stage for a Dr. Light capsule without wearing any other armor, just be Barebones X. However, if Zero were to reach this Dr. Light capsule, the Dr. Light Hologram AI will increase Zero's abilities by granting him the Black Armor. That's right, it's now Zero's ultimate armor. With the Black Armor, Zero's defense and attack power is increased and has 50% weapon energy. It also has the abilities of the following parts mentioned before. Shock Buffer, Shot Eraser, and Virus Buster. The ultimate armor and Black Zero armor can also be acquired in the beginning if using a code and then starting the intro stage as either X or Zero. These codes are Ultimate Armor X, Highlight X, Press Up Twice, Then Down 9 Times. Black Zero, Highlight Zero, Press Down Twice, Then Up 9 Times. When starting a new game, the character used for the intro stage will have a benefit throughout the rest of the playthrough. For X, he re-equips his Force Armor from X4 with all the abilities it had as well as a Plasma Shot. For Zero, he gains the ability to use his Zero Buster, which, in my opinion, is slow and not very practical to use. I always use X for the intro stage. That way I have at least three armors by the end of the game. The story is that the space colony Eurasia is attacked by Sigma and a new character named Dynamo, who unleashes a virus as per Sigma's orders. Then Sigma attacks X and Zero and loses. A side note, whoever you don't pick will appear at the end of the stage damaged, thus explaining why they don't get their benefit for the rest of the game. X won't be able to use the Force Armor, and Zero loses his Buster.
Sigma attacks as a giant head and is soundly defeated. But that's what Sigma wants. With his defeat, he unleashes a virus so strong it encompasses the entire world, turning all Reploids maverick. Not only that, but the colony Eurasia is on a crash course for Earth. The Hunters then plan to use a weapon to destroy the colony before it crashes. Thus, X and Zero are ordered to acquire the parts to assemble a weapon known as the Enigma Cannon. However, a character named Dynamo interferes with the acquisition and attacks Hunter HQ. However, X and Zero repel him. Now, here's where things get a little tricky. There's a countdown to when the colony crashes. The further down the countdown is, the higher levels the Maverick bosses will have. Thus, it helps to complete a level when the countdown hits 10 or 11. This game also has a random number generator, RNG of your hip, that determines the outcome of the operation. Either the cannon fully destroys the colony, or it just pushes it back, delaying the crash for a while. Assembling all four parts increases the chance of the cannon working, but the RNG falls heavily to the cannon failing. If the cannon does succeed, the first stage of the endgame is unlocked immediately. Even without all the parts, the cannon does have a chance of destroying the colony right after you complete the intro stage. So you could save the game after the intro and just reload it if you don't get the outcome you want. If you don't succeed, X and Zero then need to acquire parts for a shuttle launch which will be used to crash into the colony and destroy it that way. Dynamo attacks again and is defeated again. When all four shuttle parts are assembled, Zero is chosen to pilot the shuttle and launches the craft. There are two outcomes to this operation. The mission is a success, the colony is destroyed, and the final stages are unlocked. The mission fails, the colony crashes, and something terrible happens. No matter what happens, the virus on Earth merges and mixes with the virus in the colony, creating a new, more potent virus called the Zero Virus. If the shuttle mission fails, Zero becomes infected with a virus and becomes a maverick. This is actually a gameplay feature, as during the stages, you will see purple apparitions of Sigma's head floating around the stage. These are the Sigma virus, and they can infect X or Zero. When infected, X takes damage over time. But if Zero is infected, he actually becomes invulnerable and more powerful. Kind of hitting of his true nature that was intended by a good old Dr. Wily. When Zero becomes a maverick, he stops being a playable character, and is a boss in a later stage. If Zero becomes a Maverick, a bad ending is assured. If one of the missions is a success, then the good ending is unlocked. Pray you don't get the bad ending. Anyway, the final stages are unlocked, and they are all allusions to past games, Mega Man and Mega Man X. A beam-dodging section that is a clear reference to Flashman's stage from Mega Man 2. A weird, hazy W logo in the boss rooms. And the bosses. The first boss you fight is the Shadow Devil. Everyone who has played this game has a knee-jerk reaction that causes them to spasm whenever they remember the Shadow Devil. The music is amazing, though. The next boss is a rematch against Rangda Bangda. Eyes, Sun, and Spikes all make a return. The third boss fight is different for X and Zero, depending on who you enter the stage as. Kind of like how it was in X4, X and Zero fight a unique boss. Each other. X fights Zero, and Zero fights X. When fighting X as Zero, X dons his ultimate armor and uses the special weapons he acquires in X4. Lightning Web, Soul Body, Aiming Laser, Double Cyclone, Rising Fire, Frost Tower, Ground Hunter, and Twin Slasher. However, as if to give players a challenge, X uses the charged versions of these special weapons. 
When fighting Zero SX, Zero uses his Saber, Buster, and Giga attacks. But if he's awakened, his attacks are souped up and after a while, he begins spamming a one-hit kill attack. Don't let Zero become a Maverick. The final stages has the eight Maverick refights and the final fight with Sigma, where he explains to X and Zero that he met someone who is heavily implied to be Wily. Seeing as how in X's fight, Sigma says he hates X so much, and in Zero's fight, he says Zero is the strongest robot ever. His first phase has him in his regular body, but his second phase has him in a body reminiscent of Gamma from Mega Man 3. When defeated, X happens upon Zero who's unconscious. Sigma tries one last chance to destroy them, but is destroyed instead by Zero. In Zero's ending, he's too damaged and doesn't make it. He flashes back to when he fought Sigma when he was a Maverick and remembers Iris. In X's ending, if Zero didn't turn Maverick, the canon ending, the Dr. Light AI appears before a damaged X and repairs him. Three years later, X is leading a team of hunters against a new Maverick threat. X remembers Zero fondly and tells him that he'll keep fighting, holding Zero's Z-Saber as a memento. However, in the non-canon Zero turned Maverick ending, X is repaired by the Dr. Light AI, but his memories of Zero are locked away and can't be unlocked. X focuses on his duties as he begins work on a new city called Elysium, a paradise for both humans and reploids. Unfortunately, you don't unlock the Z-Saber for X if you get the good ending for a new game plus. Not that there is a new game plus. Now the Mavericks, as you may have noticed, have unique sounding names. The localizer for the game decided to name them after the members of the band Guns N' Roses. I've already mentioned them while talking about the parts they give, but how about the weapons? Let's go over that. Grizzly Slash, an illegal weapons dealer who has had a previous encounter with Zero. He has the crystal ball for the Enigma cannon. His weapon slash technique is, for X, the Crescent Shot. Fires crescent-shaped plasma shots in random directions. The charged version has crescent blades around X like a shield, blocking projectiles and damaging enemies. For Zero, the Crescent Sword. Zero's mid-air somersault move, Zero also unlocks his double jump when acquiring this move. Duff McWhalen, owner of an oceanographic museum and holds a hydrogen for the Enigma cannon. His weapon slash technique is, for X, the Goo Shaver. X fires a blob of gel that travels across the ground. The charged version has X fire four blocks of ice in front and behind him. For Zero, the Flying Splasher. Zero's air dash becomes augmented. Ice surrounds Zero when dashing, allowing him to ram enemies and damage them. Squid Adler, former Maverick Hunter and friend of Launch Octopus, he has the energy card for the cannon. The weapon slash technique he has is, for X, the Tri-Thunder. An homage to the Thunder Beam and functioning the same way, X fires three electrical bolts, one up, one down, and one forward. However, when a bolt hits a surface, it creates a ball of electricity that then travels forward from X. When charged, X fires six bolts that sweep the screen at random points one at a time on the field. For Zero, the electric blade, like the Ryu engine move from X4. Zero instead uses an electric blade rising slash, which also sends a bolt of electricity downward. Holding the attack button down increases the height of the jump. Izzy Glow, lead researcher of laser technology. He has the laser device for the cannon. The weapon slash technique he has is, for X, the Firefly Laser. X fires a Firefly missile that the player can control. When charged, X fires a continuous beam of energy forward. For Zero, the Chaos Flasher. Zero's Giga Attack 
he punches the ground launching 9 projectiles away from him, very similar to Raku Hoha from X4. Dark Dizzy, a maverick created by Sigma 3 years prior, he escaped and hit himself. He has a fuel tank for the space shuttle. The weapon technique he has is Dark Hole. X and Zero both acquired this ability. It allows the two of them to stop time for as long as they have weapon energy. The bar can be filled while this ability is active, prolonging its use. X cannot charge this ability. The Skyver, the Skiver, the, the Skyver, Skiver? Does anyone know how to pronounce this name? Leading the remnants of the Repliforce from X4, he has the Orbiter Wing for the shuttle. The weapon slash technique he has is, for X, Wing Spiral. X performs a small hop and launches a tornado into the air. Pressing forward will move the tornado in a rising diagonal pattern. When charged, X performs a hop again, but the tornado launch will grow vertically as it goes forward. For Zero, the Wind Shredder. While dashing, if the player presses the attack button, Zero will stop and a red after image will continue the momentum forward. Any enemy hit will be struck with wind energy. Matrix, another survivor of Repliforce, he has the rocket booster engine for the shuttle. The weapon slash technique he has is, for X, ground fire. X launches a ball of fire that lands and then shoots out smaller balls of fire in random directions. When charged, X fires two streams of fire on either side of him, much like the charged version of Double Cyclone in X4. For Zero, the Quake Blazer. A mid-air downward stab, much like Hiroet Suzan from X4, only instead of ice, Zero's blade is covered in fire. When Zero hits the ground, he creates an explosion that damages nearby enemies. Zero can move to the sides while falling. Axel the Red, a Reploid mutated by nature and the Sigma virus. He has the Orbiter engine for the shuttle. The weapon slash technique he has is, for X, the Spike Ball. X fires a green spike-covered ball that travels a short distance before returning to X. When charged, the ball bounces all over the screen before it disappears. For Zero, Twin Dream. Zero's version of X's soul body. Only instead of using it to ram enemies, the double can be used to attack like Zero, swinging its saber to attack enemies. Now, as I mentioned before, this was planned to be the final game in the X series. However, Capcom had other, more rushed ideas, and immediately afterwards began production on X6, much to the detriment of Inafune, the fans, and the series at large. Will I talk about that game later? Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, no. I do not have the game to play. Would I want to play this game? Yeah, actually I would really love to play this game, if only to form my own opinions on it then. I'm hoping it will be released on PSN eventually, seeing as how that's the only viable option for me to have this game. Will I talk about the last few X games, 7, 8, and Command Mission? Still no, and for the same reasons. Now, for my final thoughts. I really like this game. Honestly, I think it's a step up from X4. For one thing, no bad voice acting, so there you go, that's a plus. Are the countdown and the RNG tedious and kind of stifling? A little, yeah. You get used to it. Is getting the parts you want from a Maverick a chore? Only if you don't know how to do it. I like the fact that Zero now has an expanded moveset. His black armor also is an upgrade as well. I like the decision of what do you want most, the Z-Buster or the Forced Armor. I like the fact that Zero and X are now interchangeable during the stage selection screen. The thing is, in my perspective, Zero is more powerful than X, to me at least, his 3-hit combo being more devastating than X's buster shot. So because of that, to me, it makes more sense to have X for the intro stage 
then use Zero for the Maverick stages, backtracking to get upgrades only X can get, and then beat the final boss as one or the other. Zero makes this game a breeze. It's why I love to play as Zero so much. Also, and this is my opinion, but I think that he's the main character slash hero slash protagonist because A, Inafune planned for him to be the main protagonist, and B, Zero loses so much and goes through so much development that it kind of makes X look like a flat character in comparison. Think about it. X's main characteristic is that he's a pacifist. He'll fight, but he hates fighting, but he hates others suffering even more. Zero loses someone he loves, becomes a more serious, somber character, and continues to wonder why he still fights. Oh, I love Zero so much. Anyway, that's enough fanboying from me. We'll switch gears for the next episode and talk about something else. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and check out my website and check out the audiobooks I've worked on at Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next time for some geeky opinions.